0: Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing, the show where busy people like you learn how to build substantial passive income while creating wealth for the long term. And now, here's your host, Marco Santarelli. Welcome to another episode of Passive Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Marco Santorelli. I just came back from Florida where I did a video shoot in studio with Grant Cardone. And I'll post that on our website and the YouTube channel as soon as it's available. For those of you who don't know Grant, he's a successful multifamily investor. He's also a sales trainer, and that's his background, and the author of several fairly well-known books, including The 10X Rule. He loves to talk about achieving massive success. He's not necessarily a motivational speaker. But because he's so driven, in fact, to the point where I think (laughs) he drives some people a little back just in the sense that they need to take a break from him from time to time. But he is definitely about achieving massive success. And, you know, he says, I quote, average is failing to plan. Average doesn't work in any area of life. And anything that you give only average attention to will start to subside and will eventually cease to exist. So the 10x rule is based on the idea that you should figure out what it is you want to do or what goal you have or what amount of money you wanna make, finding your ideal loved one, achieving a certain body fat percentage, and multiply that effort and time that you think it'll take by a factor of 10. And that way, you have a more accurate idea of how much time and effort it will actually take. And if it doesn't take 10 times as long, or take 10 times the amount of effort that you originally anticipated, well then that's good. It's better to be pleasantly surprised than to be greatly disappointed. At least that's the idea. And this is just one part of the 10X rule though. You see, the other side of the coin is 10X thinking, how you think, and we talk about this a lot. In fact, I've even talked about Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich, a few years back and we did an episode on that. You see, we as humans tend to have a tendency to underestimate what we can accomplish and therefore we actually set lower goals and we don't reach our full potential. So today's conversation is ultimately about achieving success and I think you'll get a lot of value from this episode. So stay tuned, but first here's a quick word from our sponsor.
1: Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the U.S. Our simple, proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Get your free copy of The Ultimate Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing at noradarealestate.com guide. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com guide.
0: All right. It's my pleasure to welcome Grant Cardone to the show. Grant is an American author, a sales trainer, real estate investor, and motivational speaker. He's also a radio host and a multiple New York Times best-selling author of books such as Sell to Survive the 10X Rule and Be Obsessed or Be Average. Grant, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me, man. Looking forward to it. Well, it's great having you on. I mean, I really admire the amount of information and great content that you put out there literally on a daily basis. It's just amazing. And you're a very, very successful real estate investor. And you know, that's where my heart is as real estate. So I mean you're a great role model for so many people. You know, it's interesting because you wrote all these great books, but some people still don't know who you really are. So why don't we just start with you? What's your background? How did you become the person you are today?
2: Yeah. So I mean, one, everybody should know real estate, right? Because it's just such a good thing for a family and a legacy. And I think different sectors know me for different things. I didn't come from real estate. I started in the sales space. I didn't have any money. I didn't have any credit. I didn't have any know-how. I got out of college when I was 23 years old and couldn't get a job. I had, like a lot of people out there, you know, my teenage years were extremely, extremely difficult on me. So by the time I got out of college... Things weren't getting better. They were getting worse. And I uh, lost my dad when I was 10 years old. So I was raised by a single mother. And then I became a salesman. Like I had to learn how to sell when I was 25 years old to make money. And I didn't like sales. I didn't want to be in sales. I was in the automobile industry, which had its own black eyes, right? And reputation. And then I learned how to sell. But the way I learned how to sell was different than the way everybody else was selling. And I went on to write a book about that that's never been published. It was a self-published, basically, educational resource for car dealers around America. This is, I don't know, maybe 30 years ago. And I was writing about how the car business would change and how car dealers would be forced to give customers information that they shouldn't be forced to. They should just do it. They would give payments and down payments and offer trade figures up front and that the shrinking margins and the length of time that it takes to buy a car Anyway, I was challenging all the things that car dealers did for a hundred years to make money. And one day it caught on. Like it was three years I'd been out pitching it. It caught on. It became a business. And unbeknownst to me, I became known not just with car dealers, but like any company that had a sales force. So the last 25 years now, I've built, I've worked with some of the largest sales companies in the country, but it's not sexy. You know, you're not going to become a household name because you helped. Morgan Stanley increased their revenue by a billion dollars. Nobody's going to know you because of that, right? So while I was building out this business, I was buying real estate quietly. Nobody knew it. I would earn money from a speaking engagement or consulting fee that a big Fortune 100 company maybe hired me to come in and help their company rework their sales process, their customer experience process, whatever, their conversions online to make sales. And I would take the money from that, live on a little bit of it and the rest of it. Like 80% of the leftover money was going into real estate quietly over the last 25 years. Today, I own, I think we'll hit $1.1 billion in real estate assets in the next 30 days. It's amazing. In addition to that, over the last three to five years, I guess, when this social media thing started happening, I learned how to do it and started posting on Facebook when I had 12 followers. Today, there's 6 million followers on my Facebook page, <laughs> 1.4 million followers on my Instagram, 1 million on my YouTube channel, 308, 90, on Twitter. And I use it. That's not my staff using it. That's not my staff putting out data. I'm putting out content. It could be about real estate, sales, money, finance, treasuries, rental properties. It could be a marriage, whatever. Things that I'm learning, I'm sharing with an audience. And that has become interesting to people.
0: Yeah, no, it's great. I follow you as many people that I know do as well. It's you put out a great stuff and it's real. It's you know, it's coming from the heart. It's not always about business, it's about your life. It's you know, who you really are. Which, you know, is is a good segue to, to a question I've been wanting to ask you. Actually, a friend of mine gave me this question. He was basically saying, you know, many of us feel that we have a purpose or a mission in life. I think a lot of us do, especially the people that, you know, you and I associate with. Call it a why. Do you mind if I ask you what your big why is? Yeah, so
2: I think, you know, I think we have more than one, right? But the thing that drives me is I know I can do more. It's not about having more. Like I have everything I need. I got a watch coming to me, right? So it's like, oh, I got a watch. Big deal. I don't need that watch. (laughs) It's another dumb thing. I gave a million dollars to charity last week. It didn't just feel good. It feels better to them than it did to me. It's about giving back. Yeah. And it's about helping people. And it gave them like the guy I told my wife, I said, call that guy up and tell him we're going to do a million dollars tomorrow or we're going to do a million dollars today. Well, the guy almost fell out of his chair, right? He's like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening, right? So we funded $113,000 to a random Boy Scouts unit Wow! in January. It's about potential. For me, it's about potential. It's not just about giving groups money either. It's about what is my potential? You know, can individual do the kind of things that large companies do? When I bought this plane right here that Gulfstream sent me a model of, I wrote a check for that plane. I had never been on a private jet, and it was a freaking massive accomplishment. How does a guy that was the black sheep of his family, indebted 25, fired from his first six job, write a check for a brand new Gulfstream? And convinced Gulfstream, by the way, they didn't have any jets for sale. When I called up, they didn't have any jets for sale. And I said, really? Well, okay. I'll call you back later, but maybe look around, see if you, you know, they don't find anything. I wired a check to their accounting department and called the guy back and said, hey, Rick, I just wired the entire sum that I think is necessary to pay for a Gulfstream 550. Find me a plane. And sure enough, they called and said, you know what? We found one. (laughs) Guess what, Grant O? So, you know, that was a huge accomplishment. And let me just say that to do that, you need a place to go. Otherwise, you're just wasting money. We bought that a year and three months ago or something. You know, this year, I'm taking that plane to Malaysia, Singapore, Dubai, Madrid, London, Bucharest, Vietnam, the Philippines. That's in May.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, you have a business purpose for it, right? It's a tax write-off.
2: What's the big why, right? What's the big why? For me, it's reaching my potential. It's not about money. It's not about the plane. It's not about another car. It's not even about giving back. You know, all those things matter, right? You know, I want to set a good example for my kids. That's great. I've already done that. If I stop right now, my kids wouldn't say, oh, what a deadbeat. But now it's me. Like, what is my potential? That's what drives me. What is the thing that one, either impresses me or two, simply is the achievement of my potential, which I think the latter is much more interesting that I would fulfill whatever native or innate talents that I have, I would use them to their full capacity.
0: Well, I'm going to quote you. It's you that have said multiple times, it's your duty and responsibility to fulfill your potential.
2: Yeah, I believe that. Success is my duty. And can I be successful if I don't achieve my potential? I got to live. I got to live. You know, I got to live with myself every day. It's not just about food, water, and oxygen. It's like, what am I doing? people forget that like doing is also a food. Right. Right. Doing something. What am I going to, I guess I could go play golf, but what am I doing to contribute? What am I doing to make a difference?
0: Love it. Love it. Love it. So Grant, years ago, I read your book, The 10X Rule. I loved it. I highly recommend it. I recommend our audience go out and buy it and read it. You refer to the 10X Rule as the single most important principle that a person needs to achieve extraordinary results. So briefly, for those who haven't read the book, what is the 10x
2: rule? Yeah, the 10x rule is a multiplier. You know, so many of us have been brought up to take baby steps, do a business plan, think it through, take your time, be patient. The 10x rule says, hey, forget all that and jump. And don't jump off a ledge, jump up 10 steps. Start taking on more, doing more. Okay, Understand that it will take more to get whatever you want done. It doesn't matter what to go from here to here takes as much energy as to go from here to here. It takes the same energy. It's it's like, how high are you going to go? You're going to fail taking your first baby step and you're going to fail on your first 10 steps. The 10X rule basically suggests that you need to multiply whatever your expectation of success is, multiply it. And then also multiply the number that the amount of effort required, the number of people required, like Everybody is underestimating what it takes to actually get what they want in life. 10X Rule has been the thing that really changed everything for me. It literally has gotten me excited about my life because I was doing the baby steps thing. I was doing the be reasonable, be patient. That's why the first piece of real estate I ever bought was the wrong piece of real estate because I was taking baby steps. And so I bought a single house with whatever I put down. I think I put down $3,500. I did what I had rather than what I should have done, which was figure out how to raise money to buy the right piece of real estate because you can't keep the wrong piece of real estate.
0: Right. No one anticipates litigation just as no one anticipates a car accident. Both just happen as part of life. And that means that asset protection is very necessary, but it can also be very affordable. Corporate Direct has protected literally thousands of clients over 30 years. And Corporate Direct, I'm proud to say, is one of our new sponsors. Corporate Direct is owned by author and attorney Garrett Sutton, who has written the bestsellers Loopholes of Real Estate and Start Your Own Corporation. And one thing I'll add is that Wyoming LLCs offer excellent asset protection, offer great privacy and great value. Wyoming LLCs are excellent parents for your other asset holding LLCs that you have in other states. And that's exactly how I have my asset protection plan set up. So it's critically important to have asset protection to protect yourself. Visit CorporateDirect.com for more information, or you can call them at 800-600-1760 for a free 15-minute consultation with an incorporation specialist. And if you mention this show, the Passive Real Estate Investing Show, receive $100 off every LLC or corporation you form. Again, visit CorporateDirect.com for more information, or call Corporate Direct at 800-600-1760 and mention this show. So with the 10x rule, are you saying that you need to work 10 times as hard or just much harder than what you are taking more action? It is that, but it's more than that. It's,
2: I need to go 10 different ways on anything, right? I can only work so hard. So once you work really hard like this, you got that figured out. Now you need to figure out how do I go 10 different directions with that energy, right? How do I take one hour, turn it into 10? A guy asked me last week, he's like, how many hours you work a week? I said, well, let me just see. Last week, I think I did 80 plus plus." One twenty nine times forty. That was 6, 30, 11. Last week I did five thousand two hundred and forty hours. He's like, well, that's impossible. I said, no, dude. I did eighty hours. I did twice as many as the normal person, and then I did. I hired one hundred twenty nine people to do another forty hours for me.
0: So what you're saying is what I believe. You know, I, I love Dan Sullivan. You know, I can work twice as hard. I'm already busy. I can work twice as hard, but I can't work ten times as hard. So for me to achieve ten x results. I have to put systems in place and leverage other people's time. I can't just work 10 times as hard.
2: Yeah. See, the 10X rule, if people really apply the 10X rule, 10X actually means 100. Most people don't know this, even that love the book, because they don't really look at what is 10X. They think it's a 10 and X. But if you multiply 10X, it's 100. So it's like, how many different ways can I scale something? Do I want 10 units or do I want 10,000 units? Now, if you buy 10 units in the perfect location, you're like, 10 units in the perfect location, dude, you're gonna get rich. What if you bought 10,000 units in the perfect location? Both can be done, both have been done. The question is, which one should you do? Now, the little guy, the little thinker that Grant used to be was like, 10 right units in the right place, good for me. But that's the problem with little think. Little think is for selfish people. The big think really requires an unselfish person because 10,000 units requires tremendous responsibility, phenomenal obligation. OK, like you can't just walk away from 10,000 units. Well, actually, can't. You can never walk away from 10 units. So it's like, where do you want to play? You know, how many times have we all been told bigger is not better? Everybody, I've been told that I bet you by 15 people in my lifetime. I said, yeah, you went bankrupt, didn't you? I think every single time that I've heard bigger is not better, I was like, you busted out, didn't you? They think that when they got too big, they failed. Okay. The reality is they got big and they stopped getting big and that's when they failed. So the 10X rule just suggests, look, you need more avenues than you
0: believe necessary. So for those people who are writing goals and then failing to achieve them, it's not because they're not writing them down. It's, you know, you say they're setting subpar goals. Is that essentially what you're saying right now?
2: Yeah. Like somebody sits down and says, how much money do I need to make this year? Well, I got to make $68,000 this year so I can pay my bills. That's not it. You're never going to stick with that. Okay, You're not going to stick with it because there's no freedom in it. Right. At the end of this, even if you do hit it, you're going to be so depressed and it's going to be, I know guys that have, they have million dollar goals. And as soon as they hit the million dollars, they're like, dude, I became really depressed when I hit the million dollars.
0: You set the bar too low.
2: Yeah, and they're like, why is that? I said, because as soon as you hit the million dollars, you realize you didn't have what you really wanted, which was freedom. You want to be in charge, and a million dollars doesn't get you in charge, unfortunately. I know guys that have bought jets. They go out and buy the wrong jet. They buy the jet that they could afford rather than the jet that they really wanted. But they didn't get the jet they really wanted because they weren't willing to work that hard to keep it. Or they hadn't built a business that needed that kind of distance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, I bought my jet, okay? This is what the, everybody said. Hey, tell me about jets. What's your mission? And I said, I don't even know what that means. They're like, what's your budget and what's your mission? And I said, dude, what's the right jet to buy? Well, it depends on your mission. Well, that's saying everything, okay? Your car, your house. Why do people have houses? Because they think their mission is to be comfortable.
0: <laughs> right.
2: Because somebody sold you a, you know, hey, you need the dream, dude. The dream is you make it when you own your own home. And that was the mission. The mission was a house. My mission's not a
0: house. My mission's planet Earth. I don't need a house. You have just much bigger goals than most people. I mean, you set your bar really high. And, and there's a second thing you probably do you set a bar, you achieve that goal, but you have another one right behind it. If you achieve that first goal, you're already looking at the next one and the next level and the next level.
2: Most of the time, what's happening is I'm not achieving the first target before I realize, oh, that was the wrong target. It's too small. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. What was I thinking? Because we're all limited by our, our calculations, right? I'm like, OK, I can only think with the money I have and the resources I have and the people I know, rather than thinking, no, what if I went way out here? This is where the big things happen. This is where Elon Musk lives way out here. He's like, I don't know how to get to Mars, but I think we should do it. He sells his uh, PayPal company. I think he sold it for 100 I think the story is he put 80 in Tesla. He took the 100 and freaking spent it all, dude. Yeah. He invested the 100 in three different deals, solar, Tesla, and the boring thing. He was out of money literally as soon as he cashed out, okay? He's renting, dude. He's worth hundreds of millions of dollars, and the next day, he's a renter because he can't afford a house because he's going all in on his dream. Most people are going all in on a
0: damn 3,200-square-foot house with a little- Welcome, Matt, with their on it. So then you probably believe that being average is a formula for failure.
2: Well, you know, being average is it's guaranteed failure. It's just, guaranteed. you're going to study history.
0: Well, it depends on how you define success. But essentially what you're saying is being average is a formula for failure.
2: You know, a successful person would not have fear. I mean, I think you'd have to ask, what would success be? You know, rather than define, is it a number? Is it a career? Is it happiness? You can't be happy if you're scared. If everything can be taken away from you, if what you think you had, if there's a risk of it being taken away from you, that is not a definition of success. So uh, is Tom Brady successful? Yeah, dude, he's won six of them. Now, going forward, he will have to continue to win for Tom to think that Tom is successful. So always gonna say, oh, yeah, Tom Brady, most successful quarterback. But it doesn't matter what the world thinks about me or Tom. What matters is what does Grant think about Grant? Dude, you guys got to get clear on what you, like the only person I'm trying to impress today is me. I didn't buy a jet to impress other people. I bought that thing to to, one, impress me. I was impressed when I bought that thing, dude. I was highly impressed. I got to tell you, I was like, dang dog, that was impressive, right? Nobody can take that away from me. And then the fact that I can use it and carry my family with me, my little girls, I have such an unfair advantage over other dads. Not because I got the big plane, but because I can spend those moments with my children. I think everybody's struggling with it. Like I have, everybody's trying to figure out what is it? What does it mean? What does it have to do with money? What does it have to do with family? And I'm still trying to figure it out.
0: Yeah, and I am too. I mean, we all are. I mean, I I define my own levels of success, but I do that, like you said, for myself. I don't do it for other people. But to achieve levels of success that you need to achieve, you got to take action. And then it reminds me in your book, you talk about these four different levels of action. And we all use these at various points in our lives. But you said that most people are stuck in the first three levels most of the time. So just tell us, what are these four levels? And more importantly, how do you get to that fourth one? How do you get to the fourth level?
2: Number one is no action. Number two is retreat, go backwards, decide on something and don't do it. Three is average. Number three is where most people actually live. Very few people at one and two. Most of the world is on number three. Very few people. OK, are at number four, massive level of action. And even when they get to number four, a lot of kids try to be at four, then their parents medicate them. Notice how many in society, dude, if a kid's doing too much, first thing to do, the school counselor calls it some disease, which has never been quantified by any test anywhere in the world. No brain scan, no blood test, no hair test, nothing. Nothing has ever validated any of these made up labels that they're putting on children. I agree. I know some parent out there is going to rag on me for that. Whatever, dude. You guys, you show me the test. I tell you what, you show me the test, I'll give your kid 10 grand. <laughs> Better yet, I'll give your kid a ride on my plane. There you go. You don't need more than the 10 grand. You show me the test that said he had something that made him overactive. I've been overactive my whole life. I would rather be overactive than underactive. There will be a day where you get to be underactive. I worry about it all the time. That's not what I want. I want to, you know, that's the thing I worry about getting old. I'm like, are you going to live to 100? Yeah, but what if I can't use my body the last nine years? I'm happy when I'm overactive and I'm taking massive action, whether it was me as a six year old kid running and jumping and playing and, you know, could swim in the pool for six and seven hours at a time at the local pool and then come home and want to do something else again. Like, dude, I had unbelievable energy, right? Today, that's a disease. Yeah. The fact that I could have all this energy to run and play in the backyard or through the woods. But then when you brought me to school, I was like, man, I hate this. And I couldn't stay in one place. So massive action is frowned on in society until one day it's not frowned on. And they're like, that guy's a genius. See that guy who pulled up in the Gulf Stream? Oh, wacko did. Because that's what they used to call me. Crazy man. Right. Right. Now, crazy man, don't look so crazy. So if you go back and you study all the super freaking successful people that have visited planet Earth, they all did number four,
0: man. Yeah. Jesus wasn't average. Do you think everybody's capable of taking massive action? I have my own opinion. I don't want to tell you what it is just yet. I want to hear from you. What's the difference between a normal and a massive action person?
2: I think that the cell before we started putting other stuff on it, you know, The cell, the embryo, when the embryo, I don't know anything about this, but the spermo and the ego hit, dude, it went into massive action. There was a lot of activity happening right then and there. If you look in a cell, one single cell, you will not see anything average taking place.
0: Right. But now you have a conscious mind. You're an adult. What's the difference between someone who takes massive action and someone who's probably more typical, who's running a normal?
2: I think we need to look at the 60 million 60 trillion cells that are activated in you, you know. maybe disregard the guy just being lethargic and say, hey, what's going on with the rest of the show? We're just looking at one thing, dude. We're looking at a guy eight that's taking a nap. We're looking at a millennial that's playing on his phone and we think something's wrong with him. Ain't nothing wrong with him, man. He's got 60 trillion cells
0: activated. But he's not using them.
2: <laughs> we watch kids today. There's these tests today. I saw this thing. There's these tests where kids are sitting in a room. One kid sitting in a room, he's forced to just watch TV and learn, okay? Another kid is allowed to play with something. He can listen to a YouTube video over here and watch the TV, okay? The kid that had all three things going on retained more of the information off the TV screen than the kid watching one thing. We underestimate the potential and the ability of the being itself. We're underestimating what Grant is capable of. We're shocked all the time by young people. Why? Because we underestimate all people, right? So it's like, oh my God, can you believe he's only 12 and he can do that? So we don't understand. There's a lot of stuff that the AMA doesn't understand. Why people recover from stuff, you know? Why that bomb was dropped on Hiroshima and some people in the same neighborhood are still alive today. There's roaches that live through a nuclear attack. (laughs) That's true. Explain that. How do you explain a bumblebee able to lift, I don't know how many times his weight, hundreds of times his weight with those little wings. So there's so many things, but we don't hear that story enough, right? We don't hear. And when we do, people piss on it. You know, look at the ant, look at what the ant does. And I think people are a lot like ants, man, like just kind of moving along. But man, when ants work together, they get a lot of stuff done. So my wife and I, we want to build an empire, man. We're just sick and tired of taking care of ourselves.
0: Yeah, yeah
2: we're sick and tired of politics. You know, we're sick and tired of the local news. I'm sick and tired of having people tell me that I need to inoculate my children. Like I'm like, dude, I'm done with the world is flat. We want to create an empire. We want to create our own little deal. And if it's wrong, then you know what? At least it was Grant and Elena wrong. Yeah, you took responsibility. You need a lot of resources. Okay, you're going to get attacked a bunch. You start taking these kind of positions. I'm going to have people attacking us because of this interview.
0: Well, they do already.
2: Yeah. So you need resources, you need fortification, you need supplies, you need people, you need support mechanisms. You can't go that kind of route by yourself.
0: No, I agree. I agree. So as we kind of start to wind this down and land the plane here, a couple of things I want to just touch on. Within the context of achieving massive success, you have all these. Different components and principles within the 10X rule, the book, you know, from taking control of your life all the way through expert criticism, which is just something that you were just touching on. You talk about going all in, and I think that ties in well with everything you've been talking about. Can you just take a minute, elaborate on going all in? Because a lot of people, I think, really need to hear this.
2: Well, first, you got to show up. You can't get lucky if you don't show up. And one of the things I've done well in my life is I continue to show up. I make time where I don't have time. I show up, and then I cross my fingers and hope something good comes out of it. Like, 80% 80% of the time, I have no idea what I'm showing up for. I really don't know. <laughs> I'm in the right direction. I know I could be in the right space. You know, I went to a party the other night. I didn't want to go to it. Showed up for it anyway. It turned out to be a good thing. I don't know if anything will come out of it. Maybe there will. Number two is, once you show up, you, you got to go all in on the deal. Like, I've studied extremely wealthy and successful people for many, many years. But one thing they all have in common, regardless of what they're telling you today, particularly we're around money or sports these people go all in man these people are freaking maniacs they are completely obsessed with whatever it is they did they didn't diversify warren buffett became a billionaire making massive all in shoving everything he ate. like like go ahead okay buy all of, as much coca-cola as the law will let me he didn't have a second stock until he got wealthy with the first play and by the way he took his money out via a refinance because the value of the stock went up, took that money out, still on the paper, and then made another big C's candy, I think. Okay. Then did, did it with American Express. He doesn't even own a lot of stocks. Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban made all of his money in one deal. Now, whether Mark Cuban can make more money, who knows? We don't know that that to be the case. You know, most of my money has been made doing two things. And real estate is like I have every like every penny that I own that I have today is targeted to be invested in apartment buildings. Because I believe in them, I
0: understand them. Bill Gates made all his money in Microsoft. He didn't make it in 50 things. You're being obsessed about what you're passionate about. It's like your book, Be Obsessed or Be Average.
2: Yeah, but you see what society says, because we're lied to a lot. Yeah. Wall Street tells Americans they should diversify, because they're talking to the middle class. The all-in people tell the middle class people, average people, no offense, it is what it is, Hey man, diversify. You are not capable of going all in. You should not put your, all your eggs in one basket, you know, because you are an average, normal person, incapable of going all in on one thing. You know, can you imagine telling your kid, dude, you should play all sports. You should get decent at all sports. And by the way, you should play football and be in the band and be the cheerleader, Well, dude, you're not going to be good at anything. So I have a nanny for my kids, which some people, by the way, will frown on. And my nanny is also the homeschool. And she homeschools the kids. She was kind of nervous because she knows who I am. And she's like, oh, my God, you know. And I'm like, look, what are you nervous about? I said, my kids don't need to know everything. I just need my kids to walk in a room and be comfortable with any conversation that they're having, right? Now, they're going to figure out what they're going to go all in on can't be everything. You cannot go all in on everything. You got to figure out what are you all in on. I'm not a pilot, okay? I sit in the back of the plane. I like it there. I have no interest in being a pilot. Tell the pilot where to go, right? So what are you going to go all in so that you can do what you want in your life and achieve your goals? I don't want to be the nanny and the teacher or the lawyer. I'm not the lawyer, dude. I'm the doer. I'm not mom. I'm the father, the husband. So I would just tell people, man, go all in on the handful of things that you do well, be obsessed with it, be obsessed with your path, and go all in on it. Be willing to be
0: wrong on what you go all in on. Yeah, absolutely. And that ties into the big why that we started the show with. So let's tie this all together here. Lots of great information, hopefully not overwhelming for most people listening to this. Let's pull this together. If someone were to apply this 10X rule, what suggestions would you give them in order to apply all this great information.
2: Number one, you'll immediately have new problems. (laughs) Number two, you will now be aware of what your limitations are skill set wise. Okay. Or you don't have enough people, right? I don't have enough people. Oh, I don't have enough money. Okay. Oh, I don't know enough people. People don't even know me. So you're going to start butting up against the problems that this little thinking has caused you. In advertising, we just started an advertising company and the old way of advertising used to be focus on your local market only. You know, you want to focus on a world market. I want everybody to know me. And the point of that is this. When you focus on a local market and that local market dries up or goes away or can't fund, boom, you just spent money on a market that's no good. But people move around, right? So number one is when you set the 10x rule in place and you say, I'm going to go from a million dollars to 10 million. When you set new goals, First thing that will happen when you actually activate this thing, you will have new problems. Number two is you're going to hit your new set of limitations that you just need new skills for.
0: Yeah, I love it. You know, I love the quote from your book. Success is not something that happens to you. It's something that happens because of you and because of the actions you take. And that's, I mean, that summarizes pretty much all of it. Yeah. Fantastic. Cool stuff, man. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. Tell our listeners how they can find you and get more information. Yeah, wherever you are, just put in Grant Cardone. You'll find me. So easy. Keep up the great work. Love having you on. And thanks again. We'll talk to you soon. You're the man, Marco. Thanks. Take care.
1: Are you looking for a roadmap to financial freedom? If so, we have a solution for you. Narada Real Estate is offering a limited number of free strategy sessions to help you get out of the rat race, learn how you can create wealth, and build monthly passive income. To set up a time with one of our knowledgeable investment counselors, simply go to naradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com.